The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Family Matters with your host, Dr. Virginia Collin. In this program, we will explore some of the challenges families face and the solutions they create in today's world where marriage, parenting, and family forms are not what they once were. Now, here is Dr. Virginia Collin. Welcome to Family Matters. I'm your host, Virginia Collin, and my guest today is Jill Vanderwood. Jill is the author of Erase the Problem of Bullying and several other books as well. Uh, She wrote about bullying because one of her grandchildren was being bullied at school. And Jill also looked back to her own childhood, and she had been bullied. So she talked to some folks, did some research, and wrote a book about how to stop this. Welcome to the show, Jill. Thanks, Virginia. I'm glad to be here. It's good to have you. I expect to learn some things today, which is always good. So let's start with a definition. Kids are mean to each other sometimes. Grown-ups are mean to each other sometimes. When does it cross the line and become something that you would call bullying? Okay, according to William Preble from the School Climate and Learning, the definition of bullying is when there is an imbalance of power. If it's a whole group of kids picking on one kid, if a child is learning disabled and the kids are regular education kids who are picking on them, or if some if the group of kids are hurting or hurting another kid, or if the kid is bigger or more powerful in some way, then it's also called bullying. Okay. Is it also called bullying when it's just one person being mean to one other person, you know, repeatedly over a period of time? It depends on the circumstances. Like I said, if they have, if they are in some way disabled or they're smaller, like it's a big kid picking on a smaller kid or something like that, then it would be bullying. Okay. And it's probably good to mention that Bullying can take a number of different forms. Sometimes it's just words. Sometimes it's physical, um, you know, shoving or confining or whatever. Sometimes it's uh, social and emotional, ostracizing or teasing or belittling. Do you want to add anything to that? Well, I was thinking that with a group of friends... Maybe one of the kids knows you so well that they know something embarrassing that you did and they keep bringing that up. Well, at that point, it's teasing. But if you get really angry and hit that person or they hit you, you know, it can go into bullying. So what uh, takes it into bullying? What makes it bullying, not just teasing anymore? When they become really angry or, or they do something that's hurtful or, you know, they just 
won't quit taunting you and then you get angry or they say, let's go outside and fight or something like that. They've crossed a line somewhere. Okay. Well, you said that you experienced this during your own child. What happened to you? When I was in the fifth grade, I had moved from the country to the city, and all these kids that were in my class had known each other since kindergarten, and I was an outsider. And I told on one of the boys for something that he took my eraser, and that made it so that the boys decided to get me back. I even heard them saying, we're going to get her back. And they all ganged up on me, and they were calling me names and doing all kinds of things all year and then the girls in the class decided to do something about it so they elected me the class president because there were more girls than boys but it didn't really work out very well because I was the class president for a few minutes and the boys wouldn't stop taunting me while I stood up there and it was like I was a big target And I finally just said I resign and sat down. And then they cheered because their candidate won. Mm. Gosh, that is really cruel. Um, And did that fade away after a while? Well, it continued for the whole year. We had a teacher out with... She was um, pregnant and she was on maternity leave. So then another teacher came and she didn't really understand the dynamics of things. And one time a boy brought a gas mask to school because I had to sit by his friend. And I laughed because it looked so funny on him. But I realized that that was just really disturbing to me. So what The message of the gas mask was yeah. that... What was the message they were trying to send? That I smelled bad, probably. I see. Well, were you able at some point to figure out what to do to stand up for yourself to get them to stop? I didn't really figure it out, and my parents didn't help because when I told them that what was going on, then they were just telling me, oh, you just have to get along with them, just be nice to them, you know, and it didn't help, so... My sister was also angry with me because the brothers of some of these boys were bullying her because of me, and she blamed that on me. All of that just because you told the teacher that a boy took your eraser? Yes, and I'm sure they didn't remember why they were doing this after a while, but it just kept going. And the next year it was better because most of those kids were not in my class. And I would only run into them in the hallway or on recess or something once in a while. I see. Okay. Um, what could your parents have done? Or what could any parent do? If this, is, if this were happening to my child, what would you advise me to do? I would say that if a child comes to the parent, they need to find out who's doing it and why, and maybe go to the principal. And sometimes the principals won't do anything, but at least try. And all the schools have a bullying, anti-bullying policy. And many of states also have their own anti-bullying policy. So you can find out what that policy is and then go from there. And if it says there's zero tolerance, then you need to make your voice heard that you know that 
that's going on and you're not going to put up with it. Some parents have had to go as far as taking their child out of the school system altogether and homeschooling or moving them to another school. We hope that doesn't go that far, but it could. Okay. But you begin with the child's teacher, I assume, and and yes. then if, if uh, the teacher is not able to interrupt the behavior, then you go to the principal? That's what I would do, yes. Okay. And some cases it doesn't help. Some cases mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I did have one child. I, I have a number of children because I remarried and my second husband had children. So I won't say which child, but one of our <laughs> kids um, was bullied a lot. Um, it, it's just, you know, not beating him up, but just kids being mean, making fun of him, teasing him. Uh, treating him like an outsider, and we could never figure out anything to do about it. He was just, you know, people picked on him, and we couldn't figure out anything to do. That puts you in a really bad position, too, because you really want to help your child. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what you mentioned that it can be helpful to try to figure out what's going on with the kids who are behaving so badly. Why do people become bullies? The people that I interviewed for my book who were bullies, they were having something going on at home. Uh, One of them, one of the men that wrote a book and he is also a bullying expert now. And it wasn't until he got in that position with his school that he realized he had been a bully too. And he started looking into that and talking to kids about what he had done. And it was his father who was punching him in the arm. And he, his father thought it was a game. His father was in the military and tough. And he was trying to toughen up his kids so he'd punch him. And... If he didn't cry, then he would get a turn to punch his father. And he said that he never got a chance to punch his father because he was always crying. So then he went to school and he would punch kids on the playground in the arm. And then he, they cor- him and another guy cornered a kid in the bathroom and they punched him and trying to see how much he could take before he would cry. And this kid never cried. So he realized later that it was the whole chain reaction thing of what his father was doing, that he was repeating that. Mm. Well, there's a lesson there. Kids do copy their parents' behavior, good or bad. Yes, they do. I have another woman that I interviewed, and she was the bully. And she says, I'm not very intimidating because I'm only about five foot tall. But she was having situations at home where her parents divorced and her stepmother wouldn't let her have any stylish clothes and they didn't decorate their house and very well. And everything was kind of the way she, she wanted things to be better. But she went to school and she bullied kids because she thought that she would be a target if she didn't she was afraid that they would notice that she wasn't dressed so cute so she made fun of other kids and then everybody laughed and then she felt like she was okay ah 
Boy, that's that's a really unfortunate pattern too. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, um, let's stay with children for a while. We will get to adults later, and we will also get to the matter of cyberbullying later. But let's okay. stick with the kids for a little while. What can a child do? What can the, what kids kid kids do to protect themselves if they are being bullied? What are the steps that they could take? Well, I interviewed a man who, his name was um, Izzy Kalman, and he wrote a book about turning your bullies into buddies. And instead of reacting to what the kids are saying, say, oh, yes, you're right. You know, I must be that way. But maybe it's because of this. And, you know, just talk to them. And or if they're angry with you, you say, why are you angry with me? And just talk through. And he's is convinced that that will really work better than crying or running or it's not true. You can't say that to me, you know. He says when you really talk to them like a friend, then you'll find out why they're bullying you. Mm -hmm. What happens if you just name the behavior? You know, if, if, if one child says to another child, that was a really mean thing to say. Why did you say that? Does that go anywhere? Is that just getting you in more trouble? (laughs) It'd be worth a try because in every case, it's a little different. One of the bullies, the woman that I told you about, tells kids how to react too. And she says, if they say, where'd you get those shoes? Did you get them at the um, Desert Industries or, you know, the um, Goodwill? Then she says, say to them, Oh, yes, I'm sure that they're the shoes that you gave away or something, you know, just counteract it somehow. Hmm. And then it diffuses, she says, the situation. This is out of context, but it just I'm just remembering that I used to watch Veronica Mars on TV with some of my kids. And there's an episode in which somebody is a victim of bullying and Veronica Mars demonstrates how to stand up for yourself and stop the bullying. And I don't remember at all what she did that worked so well. (laughs) (laughs) It's too bad you don't remember. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, maybe I'll go back and watch that someday and find out. (laughs) So, um, bullying. Let's take it a little older. Um, When kids are teenagers or when people become young adults, what kinds of bullying... Have you observed at those ages or read about? It's more the cyberbullying, I would say. And they're hiding behind the computer screen, and sometimes you don't even know who's doing it. So what would be an example of that? If someone were cyberbullying me, what, what, would, be, what would they be doing? Okay, I'll, I'll give the example of the girls that wrote a song and their song was called Hot Problems and they called themselves the Double Take Girls. And I interviewed them because they had been bullied on the internet and they had made a video just for fun and they decided to put it on the internet and it's talking about hot girls have problems too and it's, it's making them look like they're real popular girls and it made some of the kids that aren't popular really mad. So they sang this song and it w- went viral. 
they made all kind they had all kinds of hits from all over the world on this but they were starting to get death threats and the, the people were anonymously threatening to kill them and if you don't stop this then we're going to come after you and they were just getting all kinds of things to where it even went to the FBI and the FBI had to investigate and find out who was giving these death threats. Wow. Did they find out? Well, these girls said that the one of the biggest bullies was the man, the guy that made the video, and he wouldn't let them have any access to the, the comments or anymore. So they didn't know whether the FBI helped them or not, but it all stopped. So they think it did help. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that that got stopped. Yeah, that's kind of a scary situation to be in. So if it's not so bad that the FBI is going to get involved, but but people are, you know, bullying you through the Internet, what else can you do? What, how can you stop it? Well, the, the people that have been bullied on the Internet recommend that you just take your account down for a while. Till it dies on because these people are probably just hiding behind the computer and they're not going to come out in public. So take your account down until it dies down and then put it back up. You may be curious to see who's doing it, but it's better just to step back a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, that, that makes sense that you could just kind of not be around. If you're not there, they can't pick on you. That's true. Yeah. And they probably won't because they probably won't come out publicly and mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So, what would you, would it make sense for you to tell what was happening with your grandchild and how that situation developed? Well, my I have more than one grandchild in the book, but the one doesn't want her name out there or anything, so I won't tell that one. But my granddaughter. Savannah Peterson and I wrote a book together and it's called Drugs Make You Unsmarter. Well, she was part of a anti-drug group and the group started becoming kind of mean and um, picking on little kids and doing other things besides drugs. So she decided to step back from that group and not be part of it anymore. Well, the kids in that group just attacked her. They attacked her on the internet and they would even say it's a good thing that she doesn't have an account on Twitter because she would have killed herself by now if she saw all these comments. And then she did have a Twitter account and she did see these these comments. And since I had written the book with her, they were even commenting on my Facebook and telling me that I was writing useless books that nobody wanted to read and you know that kind of got in my head too because <laughs> every wow. time I was down I would say yes this is just useless why are you doing this you know and then she started getting bullied outside the internet too and <laughs> she would go to a concert and she was attacked and she's she's a little tiny girl, may, maybe under a hundred pounds and five foot tall, and somebody came up behind her and pushed her down twelve cement steps. <gasps> wow! She landed on somebody, so she, that way she didn't get killed, but she got a concussion, 
And then we had to go to court about it and talk to detectives. And she had to have people all questioning her. And then they found out who did it. And they were all under 18, so they didn't put them in the adult system. Mm-hmm. And it was somebody asked, telling these girls to go attack her, and the, she even heard him do it. And he was an older guy, maybe in his 20s, but he knew that he would get in trouble if he attacked her. So he had girls that were younger, that weren't 18 yet. And so another time she got jumped and pulled to the ground from behind. It was always from behind. And then they started saying things on the internet about how she was a coward. She didn't even fight back. And here she's pushed from behind, you know. So it became a court case and she was supposed to even tell them what she wanted the punishment to be. And, you know, do you want restitution? And so... Okay, we're going to come back and get the rest of that story after we take a short break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions, especially in cases of divorce. Far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, Visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. Family members too often find themselves in court arguing about separation, parenting schedules, financial issues, divorce, estates, or care of an elderly relative. There's a better way to solve a family problem. Work with a professional mediator in private, confidential meetings. To learn more, visit the Academy of Professional Family Mediators at apfmnet.org. That's apfmnet.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio show at collinfamilymediationgroup.com. Now, back to Family Matters. 
On Family Matters today, I'm talking with Jill Vanderwood, who is the author of Erase the Problem of Bullying. I'm your host, Virginia Collin. And during the break, I learned that the story Jill was telling was about something that happened to her granddaughter when she was 17. So she was not a small child. Um, And if I understood it correctly, your granddaughter was in an anti-drug program Mm -hmm. and, you know, discouraging other people from using drugs. And somehow people decided that that was a good reason to pick on her. And be mean to her. Because she decided to leave that group. Oh, because she was leaving the group, right. Yeah, yeah, you said that. So you were saying that the person who actually pushed her was another teenage girl. Yes. And, you know, that is that is a pretty serious assault. You know, you shove somebody, they go down cement steps and wind up with a concussion. That's pretty serious stuff. How did that get handled in the juvenile justice system? We never did hear the real outcome of it, except we had police reports, and she was taken care of by victims of crime at the hospital. We didn't have to pay any hospital bills. She had a concussion, and the man that brought her to the hospital was in charge of the concert, and he had her behind scenes selling water, bottled water, and he thought that she would be safe, but he had to run things, so he couldn't watch her every minute. And when she walked outside, somebody shoved her from behind. And then the girl started taunting her on the Internet and saying, you don't have any friends, everybody will be on my side, I'll get away with this. And she would say, why did you do it? And they would say, because because um, I'm not going to tell them the truth because everybody will be on my side and they won't ever know that I really did it. That She told them that it was an accident, but it wasn't. Wait, who said it was an accident? The girl, the girl who pushed her. Oh, she okay. was taunting her afterwards. And then she would get phone calls in the middle of the night saying that they were going to kill her. And she would stand up to them. She was, I was there when the phone call came in and it said, I'm going to kill you and your family and your grandmother. And, you know, and she said, if you're really telling the truth, then come and do it right now. And wow. because she said, stood up to them, it just diffused it because they didn't do it again. Mm-hmm. But they did come and break the window on my car. Wow. Gosh, you have to wonder, why would people be so nasty? You don't know, but she's come out ahead, and she says that now they can't stand that they see her being more successful and that she didn't let this drag her down and some of them don't like that and they sometimes make nasty comments but they don't bully her anymore in what way is she successful she's a model and she's she has a good job and she's you know she's doing the things she wants to do in her life and she even wants to write another book so they they were jealous i think of that she had written a book and they were just trying to destroy her but they didn't wow Boy, that's a that's a pretty powerful story of, you know, learning to stand up for yourself in a in a very tough and potentially very dangerous situation. 
Yeah. You did mention that there was a young man, somebody, a guy in his 20s who was encouraging this, uh, the pushing and, and you said there was a second time when your granddaughter was assaulted from behind? Yes, we didn't know for sure if he was encouraging the first one where she, where she was pushed down the steps or not. But there was a group of girls and we didn't hear that he was there. But the second time and on the internet, he would say that he had people that were going to get her. And, and he was standing there. She was attacked from behind at, um, what do they call it? Well, it was a group of bands that came into town, and she was trying to be really careful, and she had her little sister with her, and she was standing with her back. They came up behind her and pulled her to the ground by her hair, and she could hear the man saying, get her, get her, you know, and her little sister was a witness, and we didn't know who the girl was that attacked her because she didn't see her at all, Mm -hmm. but because of him, we were able to track her down because we looked on him up on Facebook and looked up all of his friends until the other granddaughter recognized a picture of this girl that had attacked her. Whoa. Boy, there is a lesson about uh, the risks of using social media. <laughs> <laughs> People can find out who your friends are and therefore find out uh, who was involved in what's actually a criminal act. And the other thing that happened because of that, we found her on Facebook and we looked at her messages and somebody said it was so cool that you attacked Savannah. So we knew it was her. Wow. That's very sad to think that there are so many people who would think it was cool that you attacked somebody. Very, very sad. Very sad. So do you encourage all of your grandchildren to learn physical self-defense skills now? (laughs) We're hoping that they do. Yeah. Taekwondo or whatever. (laughs) And stay away from public places, I guess. Oh, that no, that's awful. You shouldn't have to stay away from public <laughs> yeah. places. <laughs> Gosh. Well, um uh is it how is it different when people are older? Because I know this goes on in college, it goes on when people get into the workforce. There just there seem to be people who like to pick on other people. And there are people who repeatedly wind up as victims. How is it? How does it? How does it become different, or does it become different as people get older? Well, we have one woman that gave me her story, and she started. She is a black woman, and she started being bullied in school. But the thing was that they called all the students down to the office who weren't born in America. And she was black. She played with all the kids in the neighborhood. And she had lots of friends. And when they saw that she was born in Jamaica instead of American, they started picking on her at school. And she said she realized that as a black woman, she needed to get more education so that she could make it in the workforce. So she went and got her all of her degrees, and when she would get a job, 
she would find that there were people that were jealous that she got paid a little more than they did because she was more qualified. And some of the men in the workforce she encountered would really hate that a woman and a black woman at that was making more money than them, and they would go and complain. And so a lot of times she wouldn't get the promotions she was supposed to get because of the way the other people were treating her in the workforce. Was there anything that she could do about that? She said that there wasn't, but she just kept her head up and just knew that she was qualified and she would just tell, she would go to the um, people that hired her and tell her, tell them what was going on. And a lot of times she came out on top because uh-huh. of it. She stood up for herself. Yeah. I would think she might be going to look for another company to work for <laughs> where people wouldn't be so mean. She felt that that was going on in, in any company she worked mm. for. Mm. Interesting. I, I myself am very fond of Jamaican accents. I think that yeah. <laughs> it would be a plus, not a minus. If she I would think so. Hanging around where I worked. <laughs> <laughs> so you've mentioned that people do survive being bullied. They do go on to have successful lives. Is the main thing just to keep your focus there? Just, you know, don't let people drag you down. Do do what you need to do to advance towards the goals that you have. I think that is and because there's always going to be something good coming in your life. If you're focused, there are um, some of the students that I talked about where there was a boy who was being bullied at school and his family told him to just be the best at what he did and he would get through this. So he became really good at tennis. And none of the kids at school knew that he was playing tennis, but he went on and won some championships. And then there was a girl who was being bullied, and she went and studied so hard that she could become very good academically so she could get into any college. And she became an ambassador for the United States as a youth and went all over to different countries. So in spite of the bullying, they did, they worked on what they were good at and they didn't let that stop them. Mm, That's impressive. I think one of the people you describe in your book is James Donaldson. Tell me about him. James Donaldson is an NBA all-star basketball player And he played for the Supersonics most of the time, but he played for other teams as well. But when he was, he said that when he was in high school, well, in junior high, he was already six foot tall. And when he got into high school, he was already um, six foot eight or nine. And then he grew more. And by the end of high school, he was seven feet tall. And he never got into basketball right away. He didn't realize that he could. He was just trying to make himself small and slink down the halls and not call any attention to himself, but he couldn't. Wait, why would he not want to call attention to himself? Why not walk tall? Well, he just felt awkward and nobody else was that tall. And he said he was overweight at the time, too. And his coach recognized that he might have some talent in basketball. So... 
He tried to play basketball, but he was so tall and had grown so fast that he was awkward with his hands and his feet, and he just couldn't do it right. So the coach took him aside, and he would let him play in the gym and blacken out the window so nobody could look in at him. And while he was practicing, he was you know, protected by this coach. But when he'd go in the locker room, some of the boys were afraid that they would lose their basketball scholarship because they could see his potential. So they bullied him. And they would even pinch him and hurt him and, you know, try um, do things to him in the hallway. And he was he would make excuses and say, I don't feel good. I don't think I'm going to play basketball today. But his coach wouldn't let him give up. The coach didn't give up on him. And by the end of high school, he didn't even really play with the team until junior year. But by the end of high school, he was doing really well. So that's that has a good lesson in it. That if there's somebody who sees your potential and is is willing to be your ally and and coach or mentor or protector in some way, that may help you to deal with the situation if someone's bullying you. Yes, you always have to have somebody you can, um, maybe your parent, maybe a teacher, somebody can be on your side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. We've got a couple minutes before our next break. Let's start to talk a little bit about how bullies can change their behavior, because sometimes they do. Or maybe I should ask you first about Cedric Dean, and then after the break, we'll talk about what motivates a bully to change his ways or her ways, and and how do they accomplish it. But let's let's talk about Cedric Dean. He's in your book. Okay. Cedric Dean is a federal prisoner and he started out as a single with a single mom and he wanted a father figure in his life, but he didn't really have one. Nobody would play basketball with him outside or any sports and he wanted to play it. So he started playing with the gang members on the street and pretty soon their values started rubbing off on him. And Cedric would, was taught by these people that the white people owed him something. They have more than you. You can take whatever you want from them. And he would bully kids out of a gold chain or sneakers or anything that they had that he wanted. Okay, so he could just be scary and willing to beat them up if they didn't give him what he wanted. And so they gave him what he wanted. Yes, and eventually he started using a gun or a weapon. And that's probably how he landed himself in prison. That is how he landed in prison. And he says jail is full of bullies. And all the people are there because maybe one time they would try to rob somebody and they actually shot them or something like that. And they became uh, criminals and there was no going back on the street for them. Mm. But he he's changed his ways. You, I think you said that he helps troubled young people now. Now Cedric Dean has started programs from prison where he helps youth to understand what will happen if they keep on being bullies or criminals or gang members. And he writes 
books that will help them understand where he came from and where they're going. And then he started programs where he go where they um, put this program into schools. He can't really be there physically because he's in prison still, and he okay. still has at least two more years. Uh huh. Did you visit him to interview him? Or just- no, I didn't. But I put out an ad that I was looking for people that were either bullies or had been bullied. And he was, I was contacted by his publicist because he was an author too. And he was, and then I would send her questions. He, she would send them to him and then he answer them, send them back to me. And then I'd send more questions. So we've communicated that way. Okay, that seems like a little bit more complicated than it would need to be, but it worked, so that's good. We're going to take another break now, and we will come back and talk about how bullies change their behavior once they decide to stop being bullies after a minute or so. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com No one can tell you how much money you'll have or when you'll see your children, right? Sadly, that's wrong. It happens every day in divorce court. Don't let it happen to you. When dealing with separation, divorce, or co-parenting, there is a better way. Family mediation. Save time, save money, and make good plans for your children. Visit the Academy of Professional Family Mediators at APFMnet.org. That's APFMnet.org. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions, especially in cases of divorce. Far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself, get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio show at ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Now, back to Family Matters. 
I'm Virginia Collin, your host on Family Matters, talking today with Jill Vanderwood, who is the author of Erase the Problem of Bullying and some other books. And uh, you can find her online, by the way, at www.jillvanderwood.com. Before break, I was uh, starting to ask... What motivates bullies to change and become nicer people? And how much, how do they do it? How do they, if they've, you know, they've had some pretty mean behavior patterns for quite a while. How do they change themselves? I'm not exactly sure how they change themselves, but in some cases I've heard that the one woman that I interviewed that was a bully because she didn't dress nice and she didn't want people to bully her said that, she went the hard way, and she even went back to her mother, and her mother would take her to bars with her. So she was getting really more confused about what she wanted in life, and then she ended up pregnant at a young age. But it wasn't until she found religion that she realized that she was a bully and she needed to change or things were not going to go right in her life. And she's successful now in real estate, but until she decided that there was a problem and she needed to change it. She didn't. She wouldn't have changed. And in the case of Cedric Dean, who's in prison for bullying, he has gotten his education. He's even helped other um, inmates get their education. He's written books. He's talking to youth. He His goal when he gets out of prison is to go and talk to youth about joining gangs and being bullies and and so they don't end up with him so like he did. So mm-hmm. he is changing even though he's still in the prison system. And then the one that I interviewed that is now teaching and teaching about bullying, he had to come to terms with that he had been a bully. And he even talks to other kids about, yes, I was a bully and I'm not that way anymore. But the people that I interviewed that were bothered by bullies a lot of them said they went back and they saw the bully and they were having miserable lives and they they weren't successful and they the person who was bullied was more successful and they were on with their life but the one who didn't did the bullying wasn't doing as well. They were working um, menial jobs. They hadn't gotten their education in a lot of cases. And they were just not happy people. So when they got to the point where they wanted to confront the bully, they realized that they had had enough punishment with life and they weren't going to do it. And and they actually felt sorry for that bully. Mm. That sounds as if maybe for some people who are bullies, it's it comes from a sense of inferiority, and they're trying to make themselves bigger and more powerful by picking on somebody else. Yes, but they're not right. they're not setting themselves up for a successful future. But maybe their family life was really bad anyway. You know, maybe they wouldn't have had a good life even if they weren't bullies. We don't know. Mm. But their mm. self esteem must have been bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow it seems as if psychotherapy should come into the discussion here, but so far I haven't heard it. <laughs> I'm not a psychotherapist. Yeah, I'm just thinking that, you know, you know, being a bully is, is being mean. And 
what would that come from? Um, and then, you know, how do you learn a different way of coping with your feelings or getting your needs met? Um, but it, it sounds like some bullies don't. They just settle into whatever unhappy slot is available for them in life. Um, some bullies, I imagine, go on to be very successful bullies in business. I imagine so. I won't mention any politicians by name. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to add one thing, too. Uh, with my bullying situation, after the fifth grade, I decided that I would never do anything again that would call attention to myself. So all the way through high school, I never raised my hand. I might have the answer, but I would never speak up. I never did anything in life that would call attention to me. And I was pretty successful with that up into adulthood. And then when I became an author, I decided that I wanted to be a speaker as well. And I came out of my shell finally. But sometimes it holds you down a long time. Yeah, it sounds that way. So during the break, we were talking a little bit about how sometimes bullying, a certain amount of bullying people can get away with because it's not against the law and there may not be a way to stop them. But sometimes the same kind of behavior taken to a more intense level uh, crosses a boundary and then it becomes discrimination or harassment, which has a legal definition and can have consequences. What did you learn about that while you were working on this book? Well, discrimination would be more, um, say that a person is, I'm not sure if this is discrimination or harassment. I'm getting them mixed up for a minute. Okay. With the imbalance of power, it could be that one of the kids is black and being picked on by white kids, which would still be bullying. But if they're using racial slurs and they're, it's clear that that is why the child is being harassed, then that would be against the law. They'd be breaking the law. They'd be breaking their civil rights. And the discrimination comes in more when... A child, when a person is passed over for a position or they're not allowed on a team because of uh, maybe they're maybe they're gay, maybe they're white and a black team or a black and a white team or, you know, because of those things, if they're discriminated against and they're not allowed an opportunity because of that, then that's against the law. Okay. So, yeah, so denying opportunities because of race or sexual preference or whatever is discrimination and it's illegal. Yes. Although I'm sure people get away with it a fair amount. And then harassment, I think, is, is actively um, pursuing someone who has made it clear that he or she does not want your attention. Yes, or... Oh, you know, sometimes harassment is because you're a girl and and it's done by boys. And maybe they're even using sexual um, innuendos. 
that can mm-hmm. be harassment too. Mm-hmm. Are there resources you know about that you would recommend to people who are having to deal with bullies? There are. There is the law of the state, and there's the law of the the rules of the school, and then there's the anti discrimination and harassment laws. So those are the legal ones that you can um, look into, and you should know what's going on at your school. And mm-hmm. and um, say that a principal even said that you were just being bullied, but you were actually being racially harassed. Well, they're mislabeling that. And sometimes a person could even have a lawsuit against the school for not handling it right. So they have to be very careful which way they're handling it. The school has to be careful. Yes, the school and the principal. Okay. Well, you've um, you've told a couple of interesting stories about uh, James Donaldson, who did become an NBA All Star because he had support from a coach, and then Cedric Dean, who just uh, you know, as a result of winding up in prison, realized that that was not the way he wanted to behave and not the kind of person he wanted to be, and started helping other people. Uh, are there other people you interviewed for the book who have interesting stories that you'd like to share? I'd like to share a story about Cat Brooks. Now, Cat Brooks was a young woman who was, um, she didn't realize that she was gay, but she had feelings for her best friend. And so she decided to write her a letter. She'd never been around any women that were lesbians, but that's where her feelings were. So she wrote a letter to this friend, and it got all over the school. And people were writing things all over her locker and saying things to her in the hall and shoving her. And she decided that she just couldn't handle this. So she left, She went home and she packed up her car and she drove. And she kept driving and she let her parents know where she was going. And her parents were going through a divorce, so they weren't paying that much attention. They just wanted her to be safe. So she ended up in Hollywood. And in Hollywood, she had to live in her car and she would find jobs and She'd even wash up in the bathroom at a gas station and until she found a better job. And she tried to get into Hollywood. She she was um, doing extra parts in movies. And eventually, she was able to work at a stable while she tried to do some acting. And she bought herself a camera and she became a producer. And she's produced some Hollywood and TV shows. And her name is Kat Brooks. And she went back later to her hometown. And they considered her a hero now. And they nobody was bothering her anymore. But she had to take these drastic measures just because she couldn't live in that small town with all those slurs going around. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. She did that on her own. She, she did that on her own. And yeah. she now is a Hollywood producer. So, And she says in Hollywood you know, in California that being a lesbian wasn't as um, taboo. 
Right. And and now going back home, it isn't either. So yeah. people are treating her right now. Yeah, yeah. The world has uh, gotten a lot more accommodating, accepting, a lot more accepting yes. of people who are gay or lesbian or even transgender, uh-huh. bisexual. Um, people are more accepting than they once were. Although there are still an awful lot of bigots out there. I'm sure. Uh, we have just um, you know. A little less than a minute left, so I always I always like to invite my guests to say, is there anything you would like to add or anything that you would like to repeat for emphasis? Um, that a lot of people have been bullied, and even a lot of Hollywood people, and even, a, um, even though we have all been through this, We've come out the other end, and we've been, become successful in what we do, and and there is life after bullying. All right. That's a very positive message. I guess we'll end with that. Even if you get bullied during your childhood or when you're a young adult, you can overcome it and have a successful life doing what you want to do. Thank you for joining us this week on Family Matters. Please tune in for another edition featuring host Dr. Virginia Collin next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be kind, heal, and grow.